Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we are talking to Catherine Whalen about the upcoming Wildflower Festival at St. Francis of the Woods in Coyle. But first, our question of the week, we asked you, which pie belongs on your family's table? Pumpkin, pecan, or sweet potato? First up is Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. Pecan. It's pecan. It's completely pecan. My mom's from Oatmalgie Pecan Festival. It's pecan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about everybody else? Man, it's such a good pie. I, no one's going to argue with it's you. such a delicious pie. Uh, Car- Managing editor Carly Ibarra. Um, I always make the pumpkin pie, so that one. And no sweet potato ever, because one time Philip was tricked, and now he <gasps> hates sweet potato pie. Oh, I'm sorry that Philip was traumatized what, by tubers. Was it yam? No, no. He was at basic training, and they had a bunch of pies, and he waited too long, and he was like, oh, they have a little bit of pumpkin left. So he goes up there and gets it, and then he sits down, and it's sweet potato pie. And so ever since then, he just is. They taste sounds like very Philip similar to Philip to blame for <laughs> But I mean, he we just love you, Philip. But hates sweet potato pie. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I'll have his. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Philip. Uh, Fodor Megan Rossman. Well, there is not a pie that would be turned away on my table. <laughs> I will say we accept all pies. Mud. I like this. I like yes. this. Mud. This whatever. Whatever crap you want to throw on a pie crust. Pie. Yeah. We will eat. Nice like, fish. I like <laughs> I'd love to hear it. eel pie. Ooh, actually, that's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, anyway. <laughs> this isn't the United. So, so I will just say if I had to turn away a pie out of those three, it would be sweet potato because I feel like pumpkin is a little bit better. I feel like Look, it's a little creamier. I love yeah. sweet potatoes. Right. I eat them almost every day. Uh, they're not the best pie filling. They're yes. way down the list. And, and you got to cool really trick, sugar them up. Yeah. 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 A cool trick I was telling Greg about actually is you take a piece of pecan pie and put it on top of a piece of pumpkin pie and then you eat them as one wow. pie. You don't just look at them on your wow. plate? That, <laughs> no. You that eat might them. be too advanced for me. The, the, eating, the eating is uh, integral to that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Research editor Ben Lucian, what about you? First of all, I'm trying to wrap my head around this nightmare scenario where there's only one pie <laughs> no, right? what a allowed on the choice. table. Uh, I, I sort of refuse this, this as, a, as a false choice. Uh, however, uh, due to this uh, decision that's being forced upon me, <laughs> I'm going to stand up for a sweet potato pie. Uh, they just need they need someone in the lobby right now. Mm. So Ben's I, always I in the here. corner of the underdog, and we love that about yeah, him. I, I yeah, I am here cheering on the underdog. All right, cool. What about you, buddy? What about well, you, Greg? First of all, I just want to say that not all of us have, like, families that want to spend time <laughs> with them, Ben. So, yeah, sometimes there's only one pie and only one serving of turkey, and sometimes I cry all day, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, um, my mother is not from Okmulgee, uh, but it is pecan. pecan. Uh, I want I want pecan, lots pecan, of pecans. Pecan. I want them on the bottom. I want them on the top. I want them liberally sprinkled throughout that sugary mess in the middle. Mm. That's I my pecan pie needs to be like fifty percent pecan. I really want a lot of nuts. In there. Um, can I advise our readers if they are looking for pecan pie recipe? Our March April two thousand sixteen issue, which is available for free on OklahomaToday.com. Click the archives link. Megan wrote a fabulous feature about pie in which we included a national award-winning pumpkin or uh, pecan pie recipe oh yeah, Remember? yeah. i'm fairly yeah. certain she that won the pillsbury like the bake-off the pillsbury unlike ba- me pillsbury bake-off unlike megan who entered and did not win um <laughs> and gave okay up forever anyway, gave up and has not baked since um anyways you can go find that you could literally you can go find that issue and i've made it several times it's not hard it's really really good though yeah mm-hmm. so, there's actually little, crime scene tape on little, megan's <laughs> oven <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been declared a it's been declared an EPA. It's a super, super, it's fun, a super fun site. Yeah. It's um, caught on fire more than once. <laughs> True story. Oh, Megan, we love you. Well, what did our what did our friends on social media say about this terrible Sophie's choice that you've given them? Well, first up, let's give a shout out to our gluttons: uh, Carrie Sajowski, uh, Michelle Cheney, Kathy Gregg, Alan Lewis, and Laura Gilly Walters, who all answered either yes <laughs> or all three. I like this. I like this commitment to not yes, deciding. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the best choice is not making a choice at all. Kami Kunt said yes, all, but pecan is the first I'll put on my plate. Okay. Uh, sweet potato got precious little love this Aww. time around, so save me a slice, CC Williams. Uh, we also had a few who decided to think outside the crust and add uh, cherry, apple, strawberry, rhubarb, and caramel nut. Uh, I love you guys, but like there are parameters to this question. <laughs> yes, I, I love. You know what? I like people who paint outside the lines. Who am I kidding? It's uh, you know, yeah. I I didn't answer pot pie, even though I love a pot pie. Uh, oh man, a chicken. But there's nothing like a good. Chicken oh yeah, we pie. always have pie that is not in those. Th- My sister-in-law makes cherry cranberry pie. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, cherry's a delight. Uh, and and uh, our friends at Pie Junkie make some really great uh, pot pies as well. Yeah, uh, they're not sponsoring the podcast, but we're sponsoring them. I mean, them. We, we sponsor them <laughs> yes. every time we're in the Plaza District and buy more pie. Yeah. Uh, September is brownie um, By the pie. way, can I just tell our readers... Um, if you are thinking, because I miss this every year. Every year it's like Pie Junkies, like, and our orders for the holidays are closed. And I'm like, ah, I didn't see when they opened. So I'm putting it on my calendar this year. Yeah. Readers, if you are if you want Pie Junkie pie, put it on your calendar now. Honestly, if you want pie when from anywhere for the holidays, I mean, like for, for the holidays, you, yeah. should, you should be you checking the local yourself. bakery and le- and find out. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, holiday yeah. comes around and they're going to be sold out. So the last if you time want I tried it, to make it. a pie on my own, at one point I was in the kitchen and I just heard Brian from the other room go, there's a lot of cursing coming from in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, there is. It's going great." <laughs> so if you don't, if you like me, you don't want to make your own pie, pie junkie. Mm-mm-mm. I like to make a key lime pie. Delicious. Very nice. Delicious. All right. Well, uh, let's talk to uh, Catherine Whalen about the Wildflower Festival in Coyle. And now we are very pleased to welcome in Catherine Whalen from uh, Saint Francis of the Woods in Coyle. She's the managing director out there, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the third annual Wildflower Festival. Welcome to the podcast, Catherine. Thanks for having me. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how, how the Wildflower Festival get started. Yeah, it got started back in 2019. A few folks were interested in bringing together like holistic healing workshops, that kind of thing, and um, a market, kind of like if you've been to Santa Fe, the market they yeah. have square like on the blankets and whatnot. Uh, so that's kind of how it started in 2019, a bit smaller. And then we brought it back last year, 2021. And I think after the, you know, a year plus of the pandemic, everyone was super excited. So yeah. quite large. We had a number of vendors. I don't know off the top of my head, maybe 20 or 25. And then uh, several workshops throughout the day and various hands-on activities for kids. Um, yeah, bringing it back this year. And it really does. It looks like a, a ton of fun. Um, uh, I was looking at the at the, some of the kids um, and, and just the free hands-on activities. The percussion instrument making sounds like a great idea for somebody else's kids. Uh, I love that one. <laughs> yes, and that's, so we grow gourds in the garden. Oh. Uh, I'm also, I, I run our, garden at St. Francis and we grow gourds. And so we turn the gourds into instruments in the work. It's great. 
great use of uh, nature's bounty. Yeah. Well, and one thing I wanted to, to point out uh, to our listeners is that this is a this is a free event to attend. You guys are charging for for parking, right? Yeah, we're charging for parking mainly because, A, to encourage people to carpool. So if you bring five people and it's $10 for parking, it's two bucks a person. And B, we have limited parking. So kind of uh, just for that reason. But most of the activities, we've got a bunch of activities that are free. Mm -hmm. um, And then there are vendors, local vendors. uh, You can check out, do some early holiday shopping, that kind of thing. Well, and the workshops looked really cool too. Um, I was really taken with um, nature object gazing. Um, I I just really I, I like the idea of of kind of sitting there and staring. I guess a bit. Yeah, it's so easy to just walk walk through things and not appreciate what's around you. So taking time to really just sit and be with nature. And I think that that's, you guys, this, this festival really seems to be a lot about uh, not necessarily the same things that all the other festivals are, you know, I mean, I'll be, there's, there's some food, uh, there's music, which sounds really great. There's stuff for kids to do, but, but it's, it sounds a lot uh, slower um, and much more meditative. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the hope. Kind of, uh, it's our three pillars of our mission, uh, community, creativity, and care for creation. Like this festival kind of brings those three things together. Uh, we'll have artists throughout the day, a couple of people working on murals. You can stop by and see art coming to life and folks plein air painting and yeah. You can even take part in making some art, it looks like, and, and yeah. taking some other stuff home. Uh, there's... Um, uh, what was it? I, the soap, soak and oil making class uh, looked like a lot of fun. And especially, I mean, if you're not buying your uh, your Christmas presents, you certainly could make them. Yeah. Much more meaningful. Today, yeah. I think <laughs> it, it would only be meaningful uh, for, for people who got gifts from me um, if I showed them to them, but didn't make them use them because uh, <laughs> Not much of a craftsman, I guess you would say. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then uh, you guys have yard games as well. It, it really does sound like this is an an appreciation of nature um, and a time to uh, get back to it and, and share that with other people in the community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you find that um, people kind of use St. Francis as a as a hub, I guess, because I I think it's difficult sometimes to find like-minded people, to find people who, who share the the same thoughts about ecology and the, uh, and community. Um, And, and I would imagine there's probably a lot of folks who are meeting and, and, and retaining some friends from, uh, from these events. Definitely. Yeah. I think St. Francis is a bit of a, an oasis sometimes and uh, events like the wildflower festival, I think is a time for people to people who might not know about St. Francis of the woods uh, to discover it. And uh, I've found that people, you know, several folks who I've met several times at St. Francis, that was the first thing they came to. And then they discovered, Oh, St. Francis of the woods is more than just this festival. Uh, We do all sorts of things throughout the year. 
uh, we're a retreat center. We have a weekly church service. We have uh, meditations in the mornings that so people are welcome to or Saturday evenings. And we're open to all. So it's a retreat center. Some individuals, some couples come out, some families, uh, groups from churches, groups from businesses, whatnot. Yeah. So. I mean, that's really great, though. And especially, I, I think that um, sometimes in Oklahoma, um, where we're surrounded by nature, a lot of the time we are we're still kind of ignorant to it. Uh, we it's I mean, I personally find it very bothersome, uh, especially around this time of year when the when there's uh, so many allergies. Uh, but but uh, it, it really does. It, it seems so, so cool to have something that is asking people to focus on uh, on something outside of themselves um, and, and something that is around them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I lived in Colorado for years and coming back to Oklahoma, uh, St. Francis really was a gift um, <laughs> to be somewhere that, you know, living out in the mountains. So I was appreciating nature all the time and coming back here to a place that appreciates nature so deeply. And yeah, just the gift that Mother Earth gives us. Yeah. So what, uh, tell me a little bit more about the Wildflower Festival this year. Is there anything um, new that's that's uh, come to the festival that you're looking forward to seeing how people react? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, the murals. So in 2019, we had someone doing a mural. Uh, it was so hot that day, though, that, that, you know, maybe a couple people caught it, but she was often on the wall. But this year we have two different murals happening uh, kind of up in the central area. Uh, so I'm really excited about that uh, just to see like large scale art. Oh, come yeah. yeah. I mean, I think watching anybody paint uh, can be can be pretty fascinating. But but having seen a few murals come together myself, it is like it's fascinating to watch how it's blocked off and how like i i'm somebody who like i i would love to draw all sorts of things but i, I my sense of perspectives tear me off you know it's like why does this dog have one ear and like three tails and, and i'm like no that's you uh, i'm so sorry mom this was this was supposed to be a gift um so it, it's uh, watching people who really know what they're doing and and understand the planning of it too that's a really cool thing i think a lot of people uh probably see murals and have no clue the the amount of work that goes into them right and in planning especially definitely uh, how did you guys get hooked up with these artists there are a couple people that we knew so joy andrews who's doing one of the murals um you can find her on instagram at me likey art <laughs> <laughs> uh, she does like nostalgic art just kind of what she calls it art focused on nostalgia and femininity uh, but she just floated the idea to me and we kind of talked about some ideas and she sent me a mock-up of something i'm really excited about uh, and then the other person mariah gillespie I think it's just Mariah Gillespie on Instagram, but uh, she knows uh, us, the director, namely Aiden, uh, had reached out to her to see if she was available. Um, yeah, so just we we have a lot of friends of the community who know us through various avenues. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it sounds like this is a, a another opportunity for people to come out there and, and meet the folks at St. Francis of the Woods. And who knows, you know, maybe they'll be involved in, in the next Wildflower Festival. 
Um, I got to say the um, I, I'm interested in, you know, we talked a little bit about how everyone's welcome mm -hmm. uh, and you guys do have church services out there. Um, do you is it do you find it difficult to when to, to encourage people with different beliefs uh, to come out? Because I, I feel like that's something that can be people can be a little um, reticent, I guess, to, to talk about what they believe around other people, um, especially if it's, you know, a, a religious difference. Yeah, definitely. You know, I find that people come to St. Francis when they need it or are ready for it, uh, are congregation, if you will, is made up of people on various paths with varying beliefs and backgrounds. Um, we're rooted in Eastern Orthodoxy. We have a whole fascinating history that would take this whole interview to tell about. <laughs> but, <laughs> you guys, there's books about it. Yeah, there are, yeah. yeah. And if you go to our website, stfrancisofthewoods.org, uh, there's a whole tab on our history. Um, cool history how St. Francis came to be. We're actually celebrating our 40th anniversary incorporated as a nonprofit this year. Um, anywho, we're rooted in Eastern Orthodoxy, which, you know, more than more than a lot of Christianity in the West uh, is more like mystical and, uh, you know, loves the mystery of the universe, those kinds of things. Um, so we're rooted in that, but our service brings in, it follows like a liturgical outline, but it brings in different traditions, different wisdom traditions from around the world. So we always do readings from various wisdom traditions, often Sufi poets make it into the rounds, sometimes from the Upanishads, just different wisdom traditions that are all equally valuable. And I think everyone can draw something from it. Uh, and it follows a liturgical, you know, there's a consistency to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we do rather than like a sermon, we do Lexio Divina, which stands uh, means divine reading, where we listen to a word or phrase that stands out. We listen with our hearts uh, and just kind of meditate on that word or phrase for a time. And then, share afterwards so very cool well uh so folks if you are interested in attending and uh i think you are uh you're listening to this so i mean <laughs> you, uh, you should head to uh saint francis of the woods that's st for saint uh saint francis the woods.org um if you get your uh, parking ahead of time it's only ten dollars and if you are if you're waiting till the last minute, uh, it'll be 15, but, but Hey, all the money's going to go to St. Francis of the woods anyway. So, uh, a good investment. Um, and that's the one other thing is that you guys, um, some of the, um, uh, workshops ask for a donation, um, or for supplies and things like that. But there's, there's a lot of stuff that, um, that really is, is free. And if you would like to give, uh, obviously that's more than welcome. Absolutely. All right. So this is October 1st. Uh, uh, it's the uh, third annual Wildflower Festival at uh, St. Francis of the Woods in Coyle. And uh, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. This is going to be fun. It is. Uh, and I, I, I really do. I love um, 
uh, that St. Francis of the Woods is kind of dedicated to being mm-hmm. non-denominational, to being just like, just come here and, and you know, worship however you want to worship, even like if that. you don't worship, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I love them. They're a very cool place. All right. It's time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Megan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Well, the town of Cement holds a very special place in my dark heart. Nearly two years ago, I got to see my nephew play his first public performance. I think it was his first public performance at the Cement Opry. So I speak from firsthand experience when I say that the ballroom above the Cement Historical Museum and their tiny downtown is a fine place to spend an evening. You will hear plenty of live music and for a small additional fee, you can also eat homemade stew. At least that is what they gave me, or it might have been chili. It was something (laughs) cream-based, but it was delicious and came from a slow cooker, and I bet they'll have more of it. And also there are a variety of snacks that you can also eat. So what is not to like? (laughs) They host the Opry every Saturday of the month. So check out the next one on October 1st. For more information, visit cementcommunityassociation.com. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. It was a it was charming. It was a charming night in Cement, Oklahoma. I like that. I like this. Nate, what's your event? Um, Well, I have decided this time that I am going to shake up our podcast format a little bit here because uh, I'm sorry to uh, spring this on you, Greg, but I have scored a second interview for this episode. Um, That's right. I am here to interview the humanoid, the myth, the legend himself. Bigfoot. He's here to talk about the Honubi Bigfoot Festival and Conference happening September 30th to October 1st in Honubi in southeastern Oklahoma. By the way, Honubi pronounced H or spelled H-O-N-O-B-I-A. If you've just seen it on a map, you might think Honubia. Honubi. Anyway, Bigfoot, we're so glad to have you on the show. Oh, thanks. You know, it's good to be here at my age. It's just good to be anywhere. Well, you look great. Guys, doesn't he look great? He looks great. So tell me, how have you been doing since Harry and the Hendersons? Mm, Thanks for asking, but you know, I'm not really proud of my work in that film. And my relationship with John Lithgow is still pretty strained, so... mm. Sorry. So sorry to bring up past traumas. Well, what are you up to these days? Mm, Well, I'm so excited to meet all my friends and family at the Honubi Bigfoot Festival in conference in Honubi sep- September 30th and October 1st. Now, tell me again, where is Honubi? It's in the Washita Mountains, north of Broken Bow. It's really beautiful down there. And what's going to be going on at the festival? Mm, well, I'll be there, of course, and we'll have helicopter rides, live music, tons of activities for kids, and loads of Bigfoot merchandise. Mm. And do you get a cut of all that, or... You know, big feats don't really care about money, so, like, it all goes back into the community. But the conference will have notable speakers to talk about me, and there'll be some people who've seen me out and about who'll be there to talk about our encounters. It's going to be a really good time. And uh, what if people want to know more? Well, they can call 918-755-4549 or visit honubibigfoot.com. And that's 918-755-4549 and H-O-N-O-B-I-A, Bigfoot.com, all one word. I'm pretty sure that's what I said, yeah. (laughs) So good to talk to you, Bigfoot, as always. Hey, tell your wife I said, hey. Oh, we're separated at the moment. Mm. Mm. Greg, back to you. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm... Frankly, I'm shook. I had no idea that my childhood crush, Janice from the Muppets, <laughs> was clearly related 
to big foot to big feet. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, Janice the, the is the from big plural. Feet. The new Janice plural. is um big feet. is um black Dutch and and big feet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, Carly, what what's? Oh, please tell me you've got another interview. <laughs> no, sadly, Bell Star was not available. No, uh, no. she is currently in the ground, uh, <laughs> but I did my best nonetheless. Yeah. If you've ever lived in Oklahoma long enough, you have probably heard about Western villainess Bell Star, who caroused with the likes of Jesse James and hid out in the caves near what's now Robbers Cave State Park. Well, like most things written about the women of history, almost everything you've ever heard about her is a whole lot of fooey. Her only crime, it seems, and even that was never proven, was cheating someone out of a horse. But Bell did plenty of things worth noting, though they might not make for such a compelling Western film. My favorite story is that one day she was in town loading up on supplies and she came across a young man who drunkenly purchased a piano instead of food for his family, like you do. <laughs> he was wandering the streets bereft when he happened to run into Belle. She had wanted a piano for some time because she knew how to play from childhood, so she bought it off of him on the spot. Of course, it cost her more than the piano itself to have it shipped back home because it had to take like multiple carriages. And uh, But the young man was able to buy food for his family and she got a piano. Uh, when you dig deep into Belle's story, she was a woman like many others of that time. She loved her family fiercely, made some mistakes, ate cornbread every chance she got, including on horseback. I can respect that. And that seems like plenty to celebrate to me. The town of Purim agrees, apparently, as they are home to Bell Star Day. On October 1st, the whole town throws a giant party with an outlaw lookalike contest, a car show, street dance, carnival, inflatables, and lots of other entertainment. And if you aren't too tired from all the boot scootin', Stop by Bell's Grave on State Highway 71 on the north side of the Lake Eufaula Dam about seven miles from Porham and pay your respects to one of Oklahoma's most fascinating women. Call 918-617-5947 for more info. That sounds like fun. Bellstar was cool, man. Bellstar was really cool. Yeah, and anybody who wants to read more about that should hey. definitely check out the Petticoat, uh, Petticoat, Petticoat Terror of the Plains on, yeah. our, on our website, written by our own Carly Ibarra. Yeah, really she's on story. the cover of the magazine, so mm-hmm. you know you've got the right That's issue. That's right. <laughs> all right, Ben, what's your event this week? It's an experience all of us can relate to. You've pitched the tent with your family and unfurled the sleeping bags. You've applied the bug spray. You pop open the ice chest and sit out on your favorite lawn chair, listening to the birds sing above you. And boy, do they sing. And you think to yourself, gee, I only wish they knew some folk tunes. Well, finally, the Base Camp Camping and Music Festival is here to fill that niche. At this family-friendly festival, pitch your tent on Tulsa's Turkey Mountain for a night, sit around a bonfire, and listen to live music from singer-songwriters Steve Widell and Julie Toddholm before the string band headliner Klondike 5 caps off the night uh, of music. (laughs) But just because the music is over doesn't mean the fun is. Join the other campers on the evening glow hike as you walk through thousands of glow sticks hung around the trees. Uh, Sounds very nice. Uh, After a rest under the stars, conquer the new day with a little sunrise yoga. Truth be told, you might need a little extra activity in the morning considering campfire hot dogs, Italian ice, and other sweets from the Give Back Shack, and non-alcoholic beers and sparkling waters from Athletic Brewing Company will be available on site. Base Camp uh, opens 2 p.m. Saturday, October 1st for early arrival permit holders. 
and 4 p.m. for general admission at Turkey Mountain Park. Music begins at 6 p.m. Ticket packages start at $55. Call 918-596-2002 or visit facebook.com slash Basecamp at Turkey for directions and more information. That really sounds fun. You really put me in the moment with that description. Like, I want to go now. That really sounds like a good time. Hmm. He, we can all relate to he it. desperately wants some hot dogs. I really, really and want. And non-alcoholic beer. And I love glow sticks. Who <laughs> doesn't? I'm, I'm really. Right? They're so fun. I'm thinking about, like, walking through the woods and seeing all these glow sticks and just, like, you know, like wandering over and oh, just chatting somebody up and then finding out it was a cedar, you know. I mean, you know, it, 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 connections are made wherever they're made. <laughs> Worst things have happened at the bar. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> What do you got for us, babe? Son of a gun, are you ready for some big fun in Grayson? On October 1st, head to one of Oklahoma's historically all-black towns for the Philae Gumbo Festival in Grayson. Listen to DJ Mike on the ones and twos, possibly the threes if everybody's really good, and, people who, and watch people who are full of gumbo ride the mechanic bowl. Just uh, stay out of the splash zone. While the kids are playing in the kids' corner and the others are shopping all the assembled vendors, you can sit down to a big bowl of either filet or seafood gumbo in the Grayson Community Center. Visit facebook.com slash historic Grayson OK for more. Man, mad respect to people who ride the bowl. Yeah. I rode the bowl and bust my face. <laughs> like, I've never, but it's fun to watch. Uh, and uh, I saw people riding the bull at the state fair, like outside, and I was just like, "Ooh, that is, yeah. that's an extra degree of difficulty." I'm telling you, it's especially impressive when you see a kid do it and like legit hang on. That's yeah. freaking cool, man. I've that's never freaking had the cool. opportunity to ride a bull yeah. that I'm aware of. I would yeah. like to try. I, I would too. Yeah, I love All that. All right. I do well, it. readers, listeners, if you if you know where we can ride a bull, a yes, mechanical sir. one, hopefully. Yes, uh, not a not a le- not a live one. <laughs> no, not a live one. A mechanical bull. Mechanical bowl. <laughs> Send that info to OKTPod at TravelOK.com. And we'll or, record ourselves doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will we? Well, I will. We'll record you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll all take turns recording each other <laughs> secretly, your surreptitiously. <laughs> well, the sound of hundreds of people simultaneously mispronouncing the word filet means the episode. this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you can't get enough, head to OklahomaToday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right Right now, the Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Bigfoot. <laughs> I have a question about the, the Bigfoot comments. Oh, yeah. What's up? Is Mr. Foot, uh, Mr. Bigfoot, is he going to appear at the conference? Because I feel like that would be... This press conference is over.